Greetings, listeners. Welcome back to Space Cowboys, a Roswell, New Mexico podcast about the thruple that we just saw on television. (laughs) Okay, well, well, hold on, guys. We're just, we're still processing that amazing episode. Of course, I'm Liz, joined by my co-host, better half, Meg. Hello. Oh, my God. Hi. I just don't. Oh, okay. Girl. Girl. I know. I know. Okay, give us a synopsis so we can just start talking about it. Here's your recap. Okay. Not that any of this matters because I could just say threesome like 34 times I know. and it would make more sense. <laughs> but, okay, so this was episode 2-6 and it was called Sex and Candy. Very appropriate. Synopsis. Maria's investigation into her mother's disappearance leads her and Alex to the home of, of a mysterious bootmaker named Travis. Meanwhile, on her journey of self-discovery, Isabel's night out leads her into the arms of someone unexpected. Finally, after making some major scientific strides, Liz is dealt a devastating blow. Devastating blow. You know what, what wasn't a devastating blow? <laughs> that threesome. Oh, oh! Ought have been a good one. Not devastating. Okay, before we talk about the threesome, let's talk yeah. about like all the other crazy things that went on in this episode. Like, it was a very big episode. It was so awesome. It was filled with so much LGBTQ plus love. Um, Rick Montano and um, writing partner Vinny and Grau. Vinny, if we say your last name wrong, I'm just realizing it. I haven't said it out loud before. Um, You're right. We never say it out loud. We never say it out loud. Uh, You guys, you just crushed it. We loved it. Um, I think it was just... Like everything just kept building. It was just so fun. I felt like all the characters were elevated a little bit, you know, like there was just, there was so much, like there was the Liz and Max. Okay. That could have carried an entire episode in itself. Everything could have carried an entire episode in itself. Isabel, that whole shebang. Uh, Trevino, um, that whole, his whole thing, Kyle Valenti, you know how I always, I, I, Dr. Kyle. Yep. We know. We know. Tyler Lockwood. It's a whole situation. You know, (laughs) I, I thought him and Isabel, we could have just had an episode of the entire planet seven. Like it was just so fun. And then Steph and that it was just like, Oh my God. It was so much. My heart was like bursting. And then of course, of course I can't even the alien flash. No, just kidding. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh, and then I forgot about the alien flight. That's how much stuff was happening. I know on the home planet. Y'all, okay, I'm sorry. We're reeling it in. Let's start with bullet number one. Meg, you level me out. Where where do you want to start with bullet number one here? Okay, so let's start with Max. So Max is back, but he doesn't remember like anything about Liz. So he remembers his family members. He sort of is him, but he has this like confidence like I don't know he's like a different like swagger that we're not used to with Max and I think my favorite part of him like before he does remember because we know he gets his memory back we realize like his whole milkshake thing he's like oh no I don't like mint and she's like what and then he tells the story of why he's been ordering these the little green man milkshake this whole time was because she got his order wrong all those years ago that you know he wanted what with peanut butter? Mm-hmm. Was it peanut butter blast? Was it like a legacies thing? Because 
I feel like there was a lot of TV like winks in this episode. I think it was. I think she is that what she's drinking? The milkshake she's drinking in um when Lizzie sees <laughs> that's like sorry if you guys haven't seen Legacies, but um it's isn't too big of a spoiler. Like Lizzie sees Landon like walking across um the Mystic Falls like square and he's holding a sword and she's like eating her sorrows and she's drinking or some milkshake. I think it's milkshake or ice cream. And she's like, why are you holding a sword? And she's like, oh crying. <laughs> it's like I my favorite scene. scene. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. She's like, what? <laughs> why are you holding a sword? <laughs> like, she's just like, ugh. Like, she's so annoyed. And she, she like stuffs her face and then goes saves the day. Um, I don't know if that was taken from that, but it made me think of that. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And I just, I loved that whole thing. And like, when he finally does get his memories back, he's like, oh, the reason why is because like, I liked you and I didn't want to like correct you. Mm -hmm. So the fact that like Liz is walking around calling him little green man when he's actually an alien before she knew he was an alien. Like I loved all of that. Mm -hmm. Like that was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. But it was just so heartbreaking to see Liz so excited to see him, you know, all that crazy like battle stuff aside like that was intense but like for me it was when she walks in she's like oh my god hi and he's like and you are you know like who's this chick and it was just so sad and like she tried to science her way out of like crumbling because of it you know just kind of justifying why it was happening and what it was about but then he finally remembers and then you know they bang it out a little bit it was fine it was great Sex and milkshakes. Amazing. Sex and milkshakes. Ugh. It was just, I love them. I mean, they're epic. It's awesome. And I love it because it's like, okay, they're together. Like their drama isn't the love, you know? Like the drama is, oh shit, like what's going on with these flashbacks? What's going, I mean, what, can we just talk about the flashback really quick? Cause there's not a yeah. lot. We're already on max. So the flashback at the end. So what's interesting is, we're getting more of the mythology right behind um, their alien species and how it all works. And if you, I'm wondering if like whenever um, you quote unquote, I don't want to say time travel, but like whenever your brain, like, I don't know, maybe enters a new atmosphere, like you are with earth or you're doing some sort of like supersonic, you know, non-human like, travel with your mind or your body like maybe that's when memories are suppressed or something like that and so when you start unlocking those like other things start unlocking or when you travel quote-unquote travel like he did you know in mm -hmm. his mind while he was in the pod so now all these memories are going to be flushed back and that seed was planted with you know him having to find the uh bullet in order for his memory to be triggered now he has this tattoo so now that stuff is being triggered again because he sees his, or not, he always had the tattoo, but now he sees the tattoo having come back from whatever the hell was going on in the pod. So mm -hmm. I think, um, well, first it was the first time we saw them on the alien planet. He looked like he was uh, captured. Like it looked like there was some kind of like, uh, what's the, the uh, <laughs> this is such a weird analogy. The Russian family. Anastasia, right? Anastasia? Anastasia? Yeah. 
you know how like they're captured and she's like this missing princess yada 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 that's like mm-hmm. the vibe it gave me because we know he's like some kind of royalty right like or some kind of like special kid mm-hmm. based off what noah said so what if you know him and his family were captured that's why they left the alien planet um and noah said you know before he died too i forget the exact quote but it was like um that once they know I have you or you're alive or something, you know, they meaning whoever these bad people are that took over their home planet. Um, but it was super cool that it was like, so my sci-fi, my little sci-fi heart, we should ask the writers this, if they made this intentional with the white suits and like the sand looking area, it reminded me of um, the original Superman and the home planet Krypton. Like, that's one of, like, the best sci-fi. Like, the original Superman is so fucking good. Like, the way, especially being, you know, shot, you know, 50-whatever years ago, just the simplicity of the sci-fi and it just, oh, it's so amazing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I wonder if they were did that, like, based off of Superman, the OG Superman. Anyways, that's my barf. I loved it. And that only means we have more alien stuff to come, which really, really excites me. Agreed. I do. I I think it's going to be really cool to see more of the mythology. And do you think, talking about the flashback still, that the dude who comes up behind him and touches his shoulder was the same dude who went up behind Nora (gasps) during that episode and touches her shoulder and then like does a fire thing? What if he's like, doesn't have his own powers, but it's almost like siphoning powers from these aliens? He like a Gemini alien. Yes, he is. He's like a high <gasps> Parker. Twins are a thing in this episode. Oh my god, they're all connected. <gasps> it's all connected. <gasps> they're the original Gemini. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We just cracked the case. <gasps> That's amazing. No, you're right, girl. He is Kai Parker. And if it mm-hmm. if it's Chris Wood, guess who's not going to be mad? These two. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Oh here. my god. Please be Chris Wood. Oh, can so he? awesome. He's so amazing. Come on. Oh, so good. And yeah, he's yeah. married to Supergirl from Planet Krypton. Now we just made the Shut super. Oh. Shut up. This is amazing. You got, you know Somebody what? Somebody hire us. We're going to end the podcast <laughs> on, on after this episode because it can't get better than what we're recording right now, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. We're done. We're out. Okay. Leaving a high note. So, okay. Yes. Max. Liz, adorable, loved it all. Yes. We knew they would get there eventually. I'm glad they got there sooner rather than later because Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just more shit coming. Like that dude, the shoulder touchy guy who just like gives me such creeps. People just coming up behind you and touching your shoulder. And they look so cringy every time they do it. Like Nora did. The way he like slid his hand on the shoulder. Yeah, creepy. And it Um, looked like a, a male hand. Yes. And it it definitely, we saw more of that person with Nora. Definitely looked like a dude. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Chris Wood, it's obviously you. Um, Because I'm assuming he's listening, right, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chris, my old friend. (laughs) You're one of our 70 SoundCloud listens per week. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. It's fine. It's fine, Chris. No worries. Text me later. I love you. so Isabel, can we talk about Isabel and like uh, the gay bar and like Kyle Valenti being there? And 
I really, really want Kyle Valenti to always have sparkles. And I love that Kyle Valenti went mm-hmm. back to the hospital. Like, hey, guys, it's me, Kyle Valenti. Fucking sparkles on my face for some reason. Yes. Like, I he, loved that. He needs to wear sparkles all the time. Um, per the usual, Isabel looked amazing. Her hair, her makeup, the highlighter work on her cheekbones this episode. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. It was so gorgeous. Like, just you say it's out of this world. Liz? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm on fucking fire! You were on fire. I'm on something. I mean, I don't know, but I loved that. Not only is she, she's just like out for booty, like mm-hmm. going after Kyle a little bit. Like I, I would have been happy with that. Just like random hookup for fun. Me too. Their chemistry was great. Um, but I'm glad that it did what it did. Yes, and that she's she hooks up with someone who looks exactly like her, which is such an Isabel thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's not so self-involved that she's like a bad person, but she definitely like is feeling herself and like was feeling herself in, in lookalike form, and I love that. She needed. She needed. She need, She needs to love herself right now. That's what. She, that's what a girl needs. Okay. Yes. And we were all about it. And can we talk about, speaking of Kyle, going back to the hospital, Steph being on the operating table. So maybe that's why she's been in like the observation deck or whatever you want to call that. Because maybe she's having, well, obviously we know she's having something done. Um, Something major enough, right? Yeah. And we don't know what it is. So I don't know if that like furthers our alien theory or like lessens it. (laughs) But whatever, I'm still excited about it because, like, little does she know that, you know, Dr. Trevino, no, Dr. Valenti, see, you're making me do it, you're making me do it, sorry, Dr. Lockwood, Dr. Lockwood, Um, like, he could have helped her because he obviously knows about the aliens, right, so, I don't know, I'm very interested to see where that goes, and I love that he was, like, no, I can't hook up with you because I got this other thing brewing, Mm -hmm. so, like, he clearly has some feelings for stuff which mm-hmm. I, and I loved that line what did he say you're my favorite person that I can't stand or something like that like oh slow clap for the I dialogue know. in this episode and basically mm-hmm. everything Alex said I was like can I frame all of his dialogue in this it's episode just so good it's everything that you want to hear from someone or you want to say yourself but you just you can't form the beautiful words and they don't sound like they would coming out of um, Tyler Blackburn's mouth. Perfect mouth. Perfection. Perfection. Speaking of his perfect mouth, just kidding. We're not quite there yet. Right. Um, so we got to talk about the, the bootmaker, Travis. Like how fucking crazy and creepy was that? But like so great. Like I, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't have to drink milk. Like that <laughs> the milk. For people it's still warm like okay (laughs) David Anders is one of my absolute favorites again another TVD reference um Elena Gilbert's uncle and then of course from iZombie and then you had the other TVD reference we had the daylight ring joke Mm -hmm. so good I'm hoping that it was like I didn't get a close-up of the ring but I'm like oh if it was the actual prop or it looked like it Wait, wasn't he actually Elena's dad? Didn't we find out? Oh, yeah. Duh. Elena's dad. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, uncle dads going on over there. I'm so. sorry. No worries. Oh. One of the best but, season finales ever. Season one finale. 
David Anders and uh, <gasps> and like the hand and then you realize uh, it's yeah. Catherine oh so my good. god I still remember that if you can remember a finale like that randomly yeah oh that finale and then the season two finale where Jeremy starts seeing his dead girlfriends okay I'm telling you the TVD finales are finales like next level awesome next level okay let's next speaking of next level awesome well hold on we need to talk more about the bootmaker right but we don't yeah. know what's going on but we know that there's some twin Steph talked about drop that little seed with mm-hmm. the scene with Kyle where the beginning something's going on with twins you know there are like two of whatever here some people think it's like the aliens or you know maybe it's some radiation thing going on but again with the Gemini-ness there's some twin thing going on there. So that's why the bootmaker is a twin and he, there's a good one or not a good one, but one that isn't a murderer who kills his murdering brother. And then they're like, yeah, sure. We're just going to go. By the way, did you sell these boots? Nope. Okay. We're going to leave now. Okay. Yeah. Also like how great was it? Like, how quickly he went from, like, the creepiest dude ever. Like, only Anders could play the creepiest dude ever with the creepy milk and, like, chasing people through cornfields. And I'd be like, hey, look at me in my leather. I'm fucking hot. Like, night and day. And he pulls it right off. Mm -hmm. So good. So, yeah, Alex gets stabbed. They have to, like, dress his wounds. And then Maria's like, I'm going to dress your wounds, and I'm going to dress your wounds. And then I'm going to undress Undress them. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I can't even, like, express how I felt watching this because it was, like, everything you want a love triangle to be. Mature, kind, thoughtful. They're still friends. <laughs> they're talking it out. And then they're like, you know what? Let's just all have sex, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just all do it. I know. And I, I did not see it going there. I can't believe it It went there, but I'm so happy it did because it doesn't change the dynamic. Mm-mm. It's almost like a parting kiss for Alex and Michael and, like, kind of like that seal of approval from Alex with that relationship. Like, everyone's kind of okay with it. You kind of get a little more, like, closure. But, oh, my God. Like, and it wasn't, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't just for like, like how Gossip Girl did a threesome. And it was like, just to be a threesome. Right. It was very like emotional. It's an it emotional was threesome. so emotional. Mm-hmm. And I, we, you guys will hear more about this in our interview, which I keep, I, I mean, we didn't say this at the beginning, but I'm sure it's what brought you here anyways. Uh, we, at the end of this episode, you'll listen to our interview with Heather Hemmons, who of course plays Maria DeLuca, where she dives more into this and why it was so special. Um, but you know, the long and the short of it is she just, she loves these two so much. Um, or she's starting to have that deeper love for Michael. She already has a huge deep love for Alex. You know, they're just, nothing will ever break them apart. And she just wanted to make him feel loved. She wanted to make him feel good. And, um, she did, you know, and it was, and he knew that's what she wanted to do. You know, he, he knew that it wasn't, oh, are we a thing now? Or is this a thing? Like I took it as no, she, she wanted him to feel loved and he knows that. And like you said, it was like a parting kiss. And since, since we are going to talk about it more with Heather, with Heather, um, or you guys will listen to our chat with, with Heather about it. 
Meg, I wanted to talk to you about something we didn't talk about with Heather was um, Maria and her powers. Now, I don't want my theory I'm going to pitch to you to dilute just that threesome at all. So I just to preface this, um, I think the threesome, regardless of Maria having powers or any sort of influence, was, like you said, beautiful. Done the way it should always be done. It was great. But with Maria's powers, um, do you think that maybe, actually, not, sorry, not but, just separately. With Maria's powers and how she has a way to be very in tune to people's emotions and, um, you know, their feelings, do you think that maybe she, like, tapped into that a little bit and that's what, you know, kind of led her to do this as well? Like, she knew... It's no secret that Alex was hurting, but she, you know, is in his tr the trailer of like his one true love, and he has his shirt off, and that's probably all he wanted to do was just make out with um, Michael. But Maria's in there; she also wants to make out with Michael. She knows Alex is hurting, and Michael's gonna make out with anybody just because he's like, "Let's get down." So she's like feeling all this energy, you know, and she, she, I think maybe she also used her quote-unquote powers to like let everyone know this is okay like kind of take away that question and just get straight to it I don't know I what do you think she's definitely like an empath or something like she has such a calming vibe with everyone so I, I feel like she can read people's emotions even if it's just like a normal everyday non-alien thing but I definitely think she has like some sort of power and I think that she could feel everyone's like energy and tension which mm -hmm. is like you know kind of just came in there and was like let me influence you with my body you know mm -hmm. it's great it's great I honestly like I don't know I feel like this hasn't been done before that we haven't seen a love triangle that's so I don't know such a big epic love and then like this really sweet like budding love and they're like you know what like let's just let's just bang it out I, I thought that was I don't know such a different approach to it and it's already been such because there's no jealousy and there's no anger and there's no animosity mm -hmm. which you normally get with a love triangle right I just felt so like comforted by it and like it was hard to be mad at either you know, Maria or Michael or, or even Alex for like their choices because they're all okay with it and they're all together. And I do think that Maria, yeah, I think Maria felt it and like she's the one who started it and she's like, just roll with it boys. And they did. And then Alex went off and he saw Forrest, I think his name is. He's mm -hmm. the one with the blue hair and the dog, his dog Buffy that we know that um, Mimi DeLuca was talking about a dog coming into his life and changing it. So I thought that was cool to yeah, Alex's life. Yeah. So, so she's got a vibe. Like she's, she does something. Oh yeah. So I yeah. think it's, yeah, I loved how Alex just ended up actually, because I think it's not a secret that he hasn't dove into any other relationship because everything in his life has you know, it's been pretty traumatic, like his relationship with his dad, his relationship with Michael even, you know, sadly enough. So to start when you're used to that kind of love 
or lack of love, you know, in the case of his dad, like it's really hard to, it's really hard to start something that just is good or may just be good. Cause you're like, wait, no, what's the catch? Right. And, you know, so when he sees this guy up there, you know, pouring his soul out, being super vulnerable, being really open, um, and just liking him for him, you know, it's, it's, it's gotta be overwhelming. So I thought the look on his face at the end, Alex's face where he just, it's almost like he took a big, a deep breath, you know, like, okay, let's do this. I I just Mm -hmm. had a threesome and you know, now I'm doing this and weirdly I feel better, Mm -hmm. you know? And I thought that was really, I thought that was really beautiful. I really liked that. Me too. And oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you about this theory that I was thinking of when we were talking about twins. So before we get to our awesome interview, I just have to lay it out there. Um, So keeping in the theme of Travis and his twin with Travis having clearly like some mental issues because of these like testing things that they did with the government for being twins. What if Mimi DeLuca has a twin? They just haven't talked about it. And this is, that's what happened to her. And that's why she's off, you know, with her memory and things like that. And then maybe that is how we'll get more into like what really happened to her and their connection with like aliens and stuff. Like what if Louise is pregnant with twins or like, I don't know. I think we figured if Louise is pregnant with Mimi DeLuca, she would have had to pod them for a while. So I'm not sure if the timelines line up, but I like to think that Mimi DeLuca has a twin and maybe we don't know about the twin yet. When did Mimi DeLuca start to have issues with her memory? I don't know. We'll have to go back and look and and see in season one, like when they really start talking to her about it. Because I know she was friends with like Sheriff Valenti and has history with them. So I feel like it's definitely something that happened later in life. Because what if, this is a wild theory, because and this is again, just like the twin theory thing. What if when Max and Isabel came out of their pods, it like messed with the energy or something and she somehow got like mind boggled because if Isabel's like coming out of her pod and she's like disoriented, not know what's going on, you know, what if she like shot some powers out and didn't know what she was doing and Mima DeLuca was unfortunately one of those victims. Definitely like that theory too. I also like the, they're part of the Gemini coven. So. Right. So, but I mean, in the end, we all know that Kai Parker will show up. Um, Heather Hemmons confirms it actually in, no, I'm just kidding. No, that didn't happen. Just kidding. <laughs> we wish. Um, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's get to the interview. Guys, this is just, this was such a joy to interview Heather. We absolutely love her. Um, make sure you tweet us, right? Like, come on like tweet us your thoughts. Uh, You got our handles. You got at pure underscore fandom. Let us know your theories. This episode was insane and it was so good. It was so good. It was, it was the, the cheek sparkles of this season. I feel the cheek sparkles upon Dr. Kyle Valenti of this season. I loved it. It was so good. It was the best.
So yeah, All listen right, to our, our awesome interview with Heather. She rocks it out. She gives us a lot of insight into the scene. Um, we talked to her like right after we watched it. So it's got some big energy, but yeah, you're going <laughs> to love it. We're like, oh my God. Yeah. So thanks for listening. And oh my gosh, please tweet us your thoughts because wow. Wow. Bye. All right. Thanks guys. Hey everyone, Liz and Meg here. We are so excited to be here with Heather Hemmons, who plays Maria DeLuca on the CW's Roswell, New Mexico. Heather, how are you? I'm good. I'm alive and I'm well fed. So all is well. Good, good. That's all you can ask for right now. <laughs> so true. So true. And let's just dive right in. Okay. We need to talk about the threesome. And we did not expect it, but we were so happy that it happened. And what was your first reaction when you found out that Maria was going to, you know, just casually initiate a threesome with Michael and Alex? Right to it. I love it. Um, well, my first instinct was I, I just thought it was so important that this was executed right. So I had a conversation with Karina about it. And she told me a little bit about how it was going to be and asked me if I was comfortable. And I said, yes, but I would really love to read it. And before I, you know, have a final answer for you on that. And when I got the script, I screamed. I just screamed out loud like a true, like, fan. I just thought this was the greatest thing to happen between the three of them. And as an audience member, this is an epic moment in that triangle. Um, and so the way it was written made me very, very comfortable with the story and also um, just so excited to tell this story because um, there's not a lot of times that you feel something like this isn't gratuitous. And when I read the script, I thought it was so emotional and so intimate and so loving and beautiful. And there's honestly not a lot of physicality that's expressed on screen so i just thought it was a really really great way to tell this this very intimate moment that happens between the three of them oh we completely agree and i actually said um i was telling this i i screamed too and i think i like alarmed my whole family you know middle of the day in the midwest and i'm screaming about threesomes in my office <laughs> it it was <laughs> It was such a great, and like you said, it was more emotional than gratuitous, and it just, yeah, we felt it. We felt it over here. So good. Yeah, and then when I finally saw the scene, I saw the cut of the scene, and um, Karina had showed it to me, and I, just, I finished watching it, and I turned around to talk to her, and I literally fell down. <laughs> like caught me. I just, my knees just went out from under me after I watched the scene. I was like, oh, my God. That was amazing. Um, it was. It, it's a great moment. I'm really excited for people to, uh, you know, have their own reactions to it, whatever that may be. It's all welcome. I just think this is why we love television. This is why it's fun and exciting. 
and our writers really delivered on this episode with not just the threesome, but, you know, the slasher film genre and all of the fun things that especially my character got to do. It, 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 it highlights my favorite episode so far. Maria once again proved that you just, we can't be mad at her, right? Like everything she does is because she wants to make other people feel good. You know, even when it's a threesome with a bunch of exes and best friends. So where do you think they all go from here? Where do, where do uh, Maria and Michael go? Where does Alex go? Is he still a part of that? What can we expect? Well, I think that's part of the question that Maria was wanting to answer with initiating the threesome. I think she wanted comfort from her lover and her best friend after these horrifying moments. And then she also wanted to just put all the cards on the table and say, look, the three of us love each other. And we're going to continue to no matter what. So I think she just wanted to uh, let everybody know that any decision was okay, but maybe they could start to move in the direction of some clarification on a few things. And so when we see her the next morning, kind of unsure of where Michael is at, I think she realizes that she um, may have pushed a resolution and she's just kind of hoping that it's in her favor but if not she's also okay with that I think at this point she's just exhausted from uh, the back and forth and is ready to just move forward awesome um we we kind of got the sense of that too you know especially at the end where Alex goes you know to watch his we think maybe future love interest do a poem and then you know you and michael have your moment and it seemed like there was some unspoken clarity there for sure yeah i mean obviously it's a complicated situation so we're gonna see this play out for some time um but i think it's a wonderful step just in the expression of we're gonna love each other no matter what you're my best friend you're my lover i support you and, um, you know, they have gotten through the worst together so far. So I think no matter what comes upon them, they're going to navigate it with respect for each other. Which it, it's so refreshing to see that, too, just to see it, you know, handled in such a mature way and, you know, in such a kind of hot way, which as a viewer, we appreciate. So <laughs> that, that was pleasant. Yeah. Um, but I wanted you touched upon it a little bit. I just wanted to ask you um, one last question here about it felt like it was a, a mini horror movie in the middle of this episode and just like cornfields themselves are so scary. Like, what was all of that like for you to film? That was the most fun I've had on a set ever. We, I was just loving it way too much. I definitely have to go make a slasher film because that was a side of me that I didn't know was unfulfilled. Just running through the cornfield, screaming my head off, falling down, uh, you know, hitting somebody over the head with the axe. I mean, it was way more fun than I had expected. And um, and I really just, you know, got to give it to Rick and Vinny for going all the way with this episode. They just committed to that and made as much fun and camp with it as possible, but also kept it on brand for our show. And they kept the, um, you know, it, 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 they didn't lose the essence of our characters through any of the over-the-top things that happened. It was all, it's still all really grounded in what our show is. 
and you saved your own butt, which we loved. You know, you didn't need either of your men to come in there. You were like, I have a plan and I'm going to take care of it. Well, yeah, we all know that Maria saves herself every single time. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and occasionally she, she can save other people along the way too. So I just always have the most respect for her quick thinking and her fearlessness. You know, she's like, if she finds herself in a situation, yeah, she doesn't wait for her man. She doesn't wait for anybody to show up. She is a woman of action. And that's why it's so fun that now that she's in on the whole alien secret of Roswell, now Maria can excel at, you know, the, the things that are her strengths, which are, you know, taking action and initiative and honesty about things, which is very, very important to her. And um, so now she's on a mission for the truth, which leads us through the rest of the season. Awesome. Well, we love it so much. We've been enjoying your character as always. And um, even more so, it's just such a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Oh, thank you, guys. It's so nice talking to you again, as always. And stay well. You too. Thank you. Stay safe. Too.